0: So, what's trending?
1: Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timmery on Relevant Radio.
0: It's that time of year again. We are headed into the holiday season. And hey, although I'm not always a fan of people saying happy holidays to intentionally not say Merry Christmas, remember, as we might be a little embittered by that, that. Holidays stands for Holy Days, so they don't realize that they're actually talking about the Holy Days that we celebrate. So here we are right on the eve of Thanksgiving, and I want to talk to you about six things to do when handling family squabbles, differences, and politics during the holidays. We do have a responsibility as people of faith in terms of how we respond, react, or hopefully we don't even get to a point where it becomes vile. Um volatile at all. You're listening to Trending with Timmery here on Relevant Radio. Joining me in just a moment will be Hugh Brown, the Executive Vice President of American Life League. We're going to talk about gratitude going into Thanksgiving because, hey, we uh, don't always actually think about being grateful for anything apart from the food and not so grateful sometimes for the annoying people we're around. We'll also dive into Advent. As I mentioned, it's my favorite liturgical season, kicking off this Sunday, November 27th. And I want to talk to you a little bit about a giveaway I have going, as well as the Jesse tree and understanding more of what the Advent season is. We usually understand Lent, but we don't understand the fullness of Advent season other than just thinking that it's, quote, Christmas prep and the best time of year for a lot of great eggnog, hot apple cider, and Christmas lights, among other things. You're listening to Trending with Timory. Joining me now is Hugh Brown, the Executive Vice President- uh, or the executive vice president of American Life League. Like, you can find him at all org. That's all org. You know, it's so funny. I was talking to a family member who came into town earlier and (laughs) I'm talking to my daughter and we don't necessarily agree on everything politically. And I'm talking to my little toddler and she starts crying. She's totally fake crying. And I go, oh, I said, this is fake news. Like I call her fake news when she cries. (laughs) Um, And I'm a fake news. Like this isn't real. You know, and I joke about it. (laughs) The family member (laughs) goes, oh, uh. You're already teaching her about fake news? Kind of like, oh, you're training her early. And I'm like, wow. And I just start cracking up. Oh, here begins the differences with family and friends that we come across. So let's talk about what we can do to handle these squabbles and how we can prepare ourselves to go into this time with joy, but also bringing the light of Christ into these moments without being maybe uh, preachy in those moments as well.
1: Well, that's that's a great subject to talk about. Um, you know, one of the things I think that will be very helpful to f- people listening to this, and I know that your audience uh, has many Catholics, um, tomorrow at our parish there is a 9 a.m. mass. It's not a holy day of obligation, but Thanksgiving you know, was created by uh, the founders of this country to give thanks to Almighty God. And it has been lost in commercialism, Uh, I know there's such a big deal made about the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and I saw advertisements this year where certain retailers were now honoring Black Friday prices a whole month before that (laughs) Friday, you know, and uh, the focus is intentionally commercial, right? The the intention, the, the focus is anything other than giving thanks to the Lord. So if you're able tomorrow to start your day at Mass um, many parishes here locally actually have 6:30 AM masses. I try to make my way to, cause it's just a great way to start your day. Especially if you know, you're going to be around family that don't agree with your faith. Don't agree with your politics, which many people sadly tie in to faith when they, when they mm-hmm. disagree with faith and morals, they, they like to beat up both at the same time. So I think that's probably the best way to start your day. And if you're unable to do that, um, as you and I did before we, we we came to air, I think praying is always important. The rosary is something that can help you know bring great peace to you, your family, and also the the, the prayer to the Holy Spirit is something I say before I, I speak to you, before I do anything. Um, where I have to speak, I always ask the Holy Spirit to order my thoughts in my words, because if it's left just to me, I'm just going to ramble on. So, yeah, yeah I think those yeah. are. That's probably the best way to start.
0: I agree. And I love that. That is, I think, what sets... I know especially if you go to daily Mass, kind of it just sets your whole day, but it sets your Thanksgiving. Um, It helps you again. The Eucharist is known as a Thanksgiving sacrifice. So it's the best way to celebrate uh, and to have that giving and receiving. You give yourself at the Mass and you receive everything in return in Christ and the Eucharist. Hugh, I have six things um, that I was really pondering this morning when thinking about handling family squabbles, difficult people, differences, politics, religion, all of that. And I'd love to walk through them with you and get some of your thoughts. I think the first point that I was really thinking about is how we have to be accepting of others. So this is number one, accepting of others uh, going into things and not just looking at other people as an extension of ourselves. I think it's really easy to uh, in desire, almost compelled speech, uh, forced thought and action where we want the other person to think, behave and act like us. And we don't realize that that's actually what we're doing, going into you know a situation where we disagree with someone. We want them to be completely in line with us. And in some ways, I think that's kind of boring. Uh, And it's also rejecting the individual person and their value, but also their difference in perspective as well.
1: Absolutely. And I think you're, you're 100% correct because no one likes to feel as if when you're speaking to someone that, that not only are they not listening to you, but they, they just can't wait to say, you know, they're kind of cutting you off as you're speaking. They just can't wait to say, you know, the opposite viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So accepting others, especially family, um, is critical. And my perspective, this Thanksgiving is going to be a little different than any other Thanksgiving. My, my father passed November 4th of last mm-hmm. year, and that month was a blur. I can't even tell you what we did at Thanksgiving. I'm sure the family celebrated it, that's for sure. But you know, having a year and two or three weeks now since he's passed, we've lost a lot of people in our lives. But that one probably hit me harder than anything because my dad was my, my, my guy, my, my father, as you and I have discussed. Football is a big thing in my family, and he was a big part of that. Um, and what my dad was all about um, was loving your family you know, love your family. It's all my dad ever said, love your family. And we had family members that are left, right, Catholic, not Catholic, Christian, agnostic. My father loved everybody. And he may have disagreed with you, but he was always accepting of his family. And that's why his loss to everyone was so profound. You can't ever really say in his 82 years on this planet, he ever judged any family. He didn't. He'd let you know when he he thought you were wrong right? But he didn't force himself on others. And I think it's critical, especially when we meet with family, you've just got to th- just remind yourself, especially if you're struggling, it's not about you. Because when we make it about us, we just can't wait to shut somebody up. You know, somebody okay. wants to go on and on about a political point. We just want to rip the to pieces. Well, that's really not the point of Thanksgiving. And it also isn't going to help your family. It's not going to help you tomorrow. Right? It's not going to help you when you see them again, maybe at Christmas or at some point next year. Um, humility, right? The the Lord taught, if anything, humility. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And again, as a football coach, one of the things I tell my guys all the time, the Lord washed his disciples' feet. And it was pretty gross back then because nobody wore shoes. So so, uh, there isn't any more act he could have done to serve his men. So have a servant's heart. And that's that's the best way we can think of accepting others.
0: So it's the number one tip in handling family squabbles and differences in politics. Be accepting of others. The second that I was really thinking about is how important it is to appreciate the differences. You know, maybe I'm a little like guilty of sometimes it's just fun to see how other people think. And I think of it sometimes as show prep, you know, in two ways. One, it is like, let me actually love you by accepting you right where you're at is perfect or imperfect as you are and as perfect or imperfect as I may think I myself am, really trying to just appreciate where that other person is, you know, given everything in their life and um, and learn from it. I think that that goes with my third one, which is to listen to the individual and other ways of thinking and living. It can actually be really interesting when you make that time to one, appreciate the person and then actually listen to that individual person and their way of thinking and living and what brought them to where they're at. Uh, Which brings me to number four, because they really all go hand in hand, is to be curious and ask questions. It can actually be fun to really like Maybe there's a topic you guys completely disagree on and if you haven't beat a dead horse and it's a trigger for the two of you, maybe you can actually ask them about it and just listen and rather than reading you know an article on a website that you know maybe is giving you a different perspective, listen to someone who has a different perspective and ask more questions rather than just giving your opinion per se.
1: Oh and you're right that can be very hard right because those opinions are things we probably don't want to hear sometimes. Especially if, you know, uh, when politics comes up, right? I mean, how many memes have we seen on social media trying to be funny about, you know, let's not talk about, you know, p- politics at Thanksgiving or, or religion at Thanksgiving? But again, the purpose of Thanksgiving is to give thanks to Almighty God. And my perspectives, again, on everything have changed. And I mean, change for the better in that I'm just losing someone very close to you to, could just sort of alters at least in me it altered my understanding the holy spirit altered you know the understanding which is a gift altered my understanding especially of family and i'll go right back right so when you talk about appreciating differences and listening to people and being curious you really don't know where somebody is right you just don't you might think you do but you don't And when my father died, again, I'll go back to that. What I was not expecting and I did not appreciate and I did not know how to handle was the impact of that loss on my five children. Mm. I'm thinking, oh, my kids are going to console me. I'm going to try to be strong for them. But man, were they just, the wind got knocked out of their sails and that hurt me more than anything. I I felt like I've got to be there for them. It took a fraction of a second to get that thought out of my head, you know, hey, Hugh, it ain't about you. never should be, right? That's wrong to begin yeah. with. So right. appreciating right. someone's differences, listening to them and being curious, just keep in mind you don't know where somebody is, and everybody brings pain, and and you don't know what they're going through. So I think having the Christian humble heart will help you when that topic comes up that you mm-hmm. just want to rip into somebody. You just have to be understanding and loving. And if you don't make it about you, you're never going to get there anyway. So that's, right. that's the best advice I can give.
0: And you can ask gentle pointed questions. You can ask curious questions. There's a lot that can be done to plant seeds through the Socratic method of asking questions to help people think about something that maybe they've not fully teased out or taken their perspective to its final conclusion. You know, even the abortion issue. A lot of people have a stance, but they don't take it to its final conclusion and really actually think through it. And they change their mind in simple conversations. It's incredible. But all of this has to be couched. You mentioned prayer earlier you're ahead of you know going to see family in these difficult seasons sometimes of getting together with disagreements and going to mass but i have found how important it is to pray before during and after like if you know you're going to a christmas party or thanksgiving or you're inviting someone and you're not sure how they'll respond even to the invitation pray beforehand pray for docility to the Holy Spirit, you know, pray for, I will even pray to my guardian angel and pray to the other person's guardian angel to help, you know, inspire and guide the conversation um, to d- achieve something good. And I'll even pray, Hugh, and I was just thinking of this, I will pray, and I try to pray this in the mornings, I don't always, um, with regard to my family, help me to meet the needs of those who are going to be in my home today, or those mm-hmm. who I'll encounter like help me to meet their needs and maybe that person just needs to be heard maybe that person just needs to sit in your presence and you don't have to talk about anything so really being prayerful to help you be attuned and attentive and aware of others during the season can be really helpful by putting ourselves in check first
1: amen amen that's beautiful no i totally agree over the years, one of the things I've done is I have a wooden rosary that's been in my pocket since the early 90s. And if I'm in those situations, too many times my hand will be in my pocket on that rosary, mm-hmm. just reminding me that, you know, you can say a hey, Hail Mary while someone's talking. We can yes. we can ask for help when there's really difficult situations. And yes. I think one thing that you mentioned, maybe people don't even understand um, I had a situation in three, four years ago where I was dug in and convinced I was right, and it just hit me. It hit me, you know what? You're wrong. And I reached out to someone that said to me, um, my gosh, I have been praying to your guardian angel that you would call me. And I, I was just moved, I mean, monumentally moved, and we resolved that situation. Um, and I think praying to our guardian angel and asking our guardian angel to even go to other Guardian angels of friends and loved ones, and to pray for them and to help them and to, you know, assist in these situations, is incredibly powerful and probably, uh, scripturally, like like a weapon, if you will, uh, of faith that is probably seldom used. That may be one of the more powerful things that we have at our disposal. So I think that's marvelous advice, and I, I think that's it's important for people to hear that.
0: Mm. You know, it's funny if uh, someone just commented, listening to the show, I just avoid those people I don't like over the holidays. And I get that. Like, I really do get that. There are those people. And I find it that when I make the choice to pray for them or cough, cough, the mistake to pray for them, that all of a sudden I find that like that I'm that person's best friend and everything that day. And maybe, (sighs) you know, I do it willingly. Maybe all of a sudden I find I have a great time with that person. But power really can change dynamics and i think really first and foremost by changing our heart and our attitude going in and that actually with regard to our perspective and everything this is where numbers tip number six comes in um I really believe in doing debriefs <laughs> with myself, okay. so like after I see people, especially people, or you know, situations, fun situations. Even I try to debrief, like, how did I do? How did I act? You know, maybe on the drive home, I love sitting in the car with no music or anything and just thinking, um, or even taking that into your nightly examination of conscience. Okay, how did these situations go with the people who I knew I was going to struggle with, or maybe with people I didn't think I'd struggle with, and I did, in terms of how I acted and interacted. Um, I think that's so important to be able to do things like that, Um, especially this time of the year when things get so busy, to quiet our hearts. And this is all of what Advent is about as we head into Advent season, preparing the way for the Lord. And this is, I think, really one of those opportunities in terms of how we handle family squabbles, differences, and political and religious viewpoints that are so different.
1: And Timory, I think that's an outstanding uh, suggestion, and you have a well-formed conscience. I mean, you were raised by people that clearly love you, that care about you, that helped instill in you the, the seeds of faith that have grown to what they are and will continue to grow. And I think anyone listening, including me, that's marvelous advice because it's very easy to come away from a conversation with family or people that we know. And we've all, you could think right now of a whole bunch of people that if they walked into the room, you'd want to hide under your desk, just people mm-hmm. you don't want to talk to or interact with. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that comment um, from whether it's my, my business um, life or, or involvement with, with our Catholic high school, certain families, whoever. Um, but I think that's where we bear the, 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 best witness, right? That's where we can, can represent the Lord the, the, the greatest. And that's in being able to uh, interact and be humble and be loving and just let our gifts show forth from the Holy Spirit. When we're dealing with people, you know, Christ said, love your enemies. These people aren't our enemies, but they, they may be people that we're uncomfortable around. And that's, I, I think when you examine yourself at the end of the day, as you've suggested, that's, that's beautiful advice because that helps you in your relationship with Christ and growth in the Holy Spirit And it just makes you just a much stronger, um, more well understood uh, um, tool of the Lord to be used as his will so desire. So I think that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's a good accountability because sometimes you know, those people that we don't like, we can avoid them or maybe we're shut off to them and just like totally hardened. I know I can be guilty of that or just like not that I sure. don't care, but I just like I've just numbed myself so, like whatever sure. happens, happens in almost this like apathy that I don't think is necessarily always good. Sometimes it's good boundary to protect yourself, too. Sure. But I keep thinking of Jesus Christ's words at the Sermon on the Mount right after he shares the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter five or 16. He says, let your sh- light so shine before men that they see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven and it doesn't have to be done necessarily by talking about Jesus maybe you were inspired to do that depending on the situation of course we should always pray in these you know public spaces and at meals uh, but let your light shine that they literally see your good works and they don't give glory to you they give glory to the faith that you proclaim by your actions and interaction so a quick review in six things plus bonus to help you um, in handling family squabbles differences in politics Uh, the bonus is go to mass to kick off your day as Hugh Brown shared here on trending The executive vice president of American Life League find them at all.org but the other six are number one accepting others aren't you or aren't an extension of you so don't try to expect them to be forced into thoughts and actions that are the same as you number two appreciate the differences it's so important number three listen to the individual and their different ways of thinking and living. It can actually be interesting. Number four, be curious and ask questions. This can actually be a lot of fun. Number five, pray for before, during, and after for these people, especially those who you know might be difficult. And number six, debrief after with yourself. Do an examination of conscience. How did I do in these situations? Today, we're joined by Hugh Brown, Executive Director of American Life League. I'll be right back here on Trending. Today's programming is sponsored by Colby Academy. Offering a customized Catholic curriculum, Colby Academy knows the ultimate goal of education is to help our children be saints. More info at relevantradio.com Colby. You're listening to Trending with Timree, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. It's that time of year. We're kicking off the Advent season this Sunday. and I'm doing an Advent giveaway, so go follow me on Instagram at Timmerie, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E, where we always tag our guests and share fun quotes and things from the show as well as clips if you missed the show and of course baby photos uh, but giveaway for Advent is there for the Jesse trim. we're going to talk about that in just a little bit Hugh Brown is joining me now on Trending he's the executive vice president of American Life League you can find them and their incredible pro-life pro-family work at all.org Hugh let's talk about gratitude but before we get there you just celebrated a milestone anniversary congratulations and thank, thank you, you for your witness for marriage you just celebrated celebrated 30 years of marriage, correct?
1: Yes, we did. Uh, My wife and I got married uh, November 21st, 1992. That was a Saturday, and that's because that was the first Saturday. The Maryland Terrapins that I played for didn't have a football game, (laughs) and I've known my wife since we were children, so she was planning that wedding all throughout my years in college, and (laughs) we just celebrated 30 years uh, on Tuesday. Was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday of this week, the 21st, And I surprised her with a vow renewal. She had asked me at 25 years, five years ago, but at the time, uh, my dad's health was beginning to decline. There was chaos in our business. It just seemed like there was just so much going on. Um, But that season ended. And the last year, I've thought long and, again, with the passing of my father, thought long and hard about it. And we uh, celebrated uh, the Mass. And when we were married in 92, um, we had a ceremony ceremony. And it essentially was a mass, but it wasn't because it included everything but the consecration and the Eucharist. And that's because she wasn't Catholic. She converted probably within nine to ten months on her own uh, after we were married because we discussed our children will be raised Catholic. They'll be you know, taught all the, the tenets of the faith, raised in a Catholic Christian home, and she wanted to convert. And so we had a beautiful Mass on Monday. Um, all, all of our children were there. They did the readings. My 19-year-old son came home from Ave Maria uh, College, and he was able to serve. He's still an altar server in college, which is pretty cool. And our son, who struggles a little bit, uh, it's the first time he's been in a church in three years, and that was a blessing and a miracle. And we had about 10 or 12 close friends, and it was just majestic. Um, the Holy Spirit clearly uh, had a plan. Uh, the priest that married us 30 years ago was long retired, but he Came all the way down from Northern Virginia at 82 years old, Father Gerald Weems. And it was just a beautiful, Holy Spirit-inspired night. Mm-hmm. And it probably, hopefully, gave such a witness to our children um, that, you know, the, 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 that is the heart of family, right? You don't have—the world is redefining it in 15 different ways. Family is a husband and wife who are committed to Christ in the Catholic Church in the, in the uh, sacrament of marriage. That is family. And God blesses us with children from there or not, whatever the Lord's will is. Um, again, we should leave that to Him, not use the worldly means to, to not have children, uh, but be open to life. And that's the witness that we bore. And it was very touching and moving to my wife because, as I mentioned, I surprised her with it. I had to tell her two weeks ago so she could get a dress because my daughter said she would kill me if I didn't do that otherwise. Um, <laughs> <Good> so, <laughs> we have three daughters, and they all look stunningly beautiful, as did my wife. And it was just a blessed night. Uh, thank you for letting me share that because it was, yeah. um, it really meant something to us. Of all the things we've ever done, I think as a married couple, that other than getting married, that was just very, very special. It, it meant a lot, and it uh, it was definitely a blessing.
0: And what a celebration, 30 years of marriage. You know, people have such a hard time. They quit after seven, 10 years. So to have that example for your family, for your children. And, you know, I remember talking to a friend of mine, good friend of the show, Brooke Taylor, who occasionally will fill in when I'm on vacation. And I remember her talking a couple of years ago to me about holy husband envy and how she used to have that. And, you know, sometimes women will be listening to the show and they're like, Hugh, you're great. I wish my husband was like you. Can you fix him? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a really close family member was recently just handed a book titled how to fix your husband at church i just thought it was really funny that this happened um anyways uh you know maybe you're not there in your marriage maybe you're sitting here thinking that sounds wonderful but i'm not there you know you don't have to be in a perfect marriage you don't have to be uh, getting along perfectly to renew your vows renewing something is what helps you to step further into what you have already committed to that commitment and so you know i just want to encourage people if you're coming up on an anniversary do that it doesn't have to be a huge celebration it can be it can be a very simple renewal um you know privately before the priest or after a daily mass so it's just something to think about that can help you whether you're in a good season in your marriage or at a point that's a little little difficult. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. That's Hugh Brown, the Executive Vice President of American Life League. Uh, Hugh, let's talk about gratitude. Here we are coming up on Thanksgiving, and I... I always get nervous. Although this has never been a normal thing that I've had regularly, I always get nervous that something's going to happen, such as everyone holding hands and us going around the table saying what we're grateful. If you do that in your family, great. But I'm like dying. I don't know what to say. And then sometimes <laughs> everyone just says, "You know, I- I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this family." I'm being terrible. I know I'm, no, I'm going to get like hate mail for <laughs> saying these things. Um, but it brings up this whole attitude of gratitude of how this is what Thanksgiving is about: being grateful. For all the great gifts God has given us, especially this incredible land here in the United States, or wherever you may live, you can celebrate Thanksgiving too. I guess I tease Kale Clark because he gets the Canadian Thanksgiving and the American Thanksgiving off. Um, but let's talk about how gratitude must be a daily practice for us. I know for me, it's really helped with, you know, maybe seasons, especially college or after college, where I might have, you know, struggled with resentment or being grateful for where I was at. I have found gratitude to be such an important part of my prayer life. And I think that this week with Thanksgiving is a good time to think about how gratitude is a part of our prayer.
1: I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, just listening to you speak, I've been in those moments. It's fun. I've been in those Thanksgivings where, you know, we're going around (laughs) the table. So I totally (laughs) understand. (laughs) I'm thinking of my son when he was little. You know, we got to him, and he's yeah. You know, he just he, he, he wasn't sure. Does he close his eyes? Does he keep them open? He's looking around the table. We got to him, and he didn't know what to say. So he said the turkey, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's why we remember. It. And I'm like, you're good, buddy. You're good. Uh, but gratitude, I, I absolutely. I, I'm I'm grateful that you wanted to discuss this because we live in a time in a culture. Again, I'm thinking of my children, where with social media in particular and with imagery, you know, it's it's always a contest you know, I, I follow some really good Christian men and Catholic men with relationship to, to the things I'm involved in with football. And they ask all the time because kids in particular, um, young people, how much do they like something, right? Everybody wants likes. Well, you can like anything, right? But if you like something and I took it away from you right now, what, what difference does it make? But when you love something, right, then it means something to you. And we seem to be in a time where people are obsessed with, you know, quote unquote likes. What gratitude allows us to do is understand that the gratitude comes from love, right? And from the heart of love, we, we love our family. We're grateful to God for all things because we understand that everything, everything comes from God. God orders place and time. And when we find ourselves in that place and time, now we have our free will. And what decisions do we make? right? And the decisions always have to be about others. They have to be selfless. And that helps build gratitude. It's just gratitude when we see the sacrifices of others, wherever it is you're going to eat your meal, who prepared that meal, you know, family traveled and they came and they got there safely. We're grateful for that. We're just grateful for the time we have together. And it's more, again, I'm changed. I'm a changed person because of the passing of my dad. He's not here for Thanksgiving. And many people can relate to that listening right now. They've lost parents, they've, God forbid, they've lost children, they've lost spouses, they've lost good friends, they've lost people that mean something to them, we have to be grateful for the time, right, the time we have with each other, and that helps with what you spoke about earlier when families may be pushing our buttons a little bit or we're talking about things that I feel exactly opposite than you do, rather than engage that, you know what, we just give gratitude for the time we've got together and we can gently, as you said, perhaps lead them in in the right direction or in a direction where the truth is, or just in a direction that doesn't allow things to escalate. And that's just gratitude and thankfulness for the fact that we're sharing time together because ultimately that's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you get next Thanksgiving. There's no guarantee you get tomorrow, right? So appreciating that time together is something we all look past. It's something we all take for granted. It's all something we assume is just going to happen. There's no promise of that at all. So we've got to be grateful for the moments we have with each other because they can be gone in a moment, and that's a very that that's life, that's life. So it makes us even more grateful for the times we have had together because it you appreciate it as you get older. I I certainly wasn't like this, uh, you know, maybe when I was younger, but the Lord, you know, works on us through the Holy Spirit and in helping again, strengthen and broaden that understanding because life is very valuable. It's just precious, and it those times together, we've got to be grateful for it all because again, there's no guarantee.
0: And I think that, you know, being grateful for the good, the difficult and those things we just don't understand. I just shared yesterday on the show, I moved back to California. Praise the Lord. We're moving into our new house today. And you know, I didn't understand fully. You know, I understood some aspects as to why I felt like I was being banished with a newborn baby away from family, friends, climate that I love. Um, to the Midwest and you know there were reasons for it that I understood but there was a lot like I don't fully understand Lord Um, and we have to be grateful in that in order to um, be able to grow I think often and I found that when I'm growing the least is when I'm the least grateful for the good the difficult and the outright misunderstood on my part and one thing that's really been helpful for me I did this I think starting in college when I found myself kind of just being maybe a little bitter or just frustrated with where I was at, not um, of taking my rosary out, and of course make sure you pray your rosary, but using each and every single bead on that rosary to say not praying your rosary, but using one one bead to pray what you're thankful for. You know, I'm thankful for this person. I'm thankful for this quality of this person. Maybe I'm grateful for how this person has challenged me or frustrated me. Uh, Thank you for the land I live on. You're going one after another after another. That's been something really helpful for me at certain seasons in my life, or even sometimes to just fall asleep and put my mind at rest. Uh, But then for me, it's been really important to use that nightly prayer time uh, I really try to start nightly prayer, and my husband and I all do this together, and he loves it now as well, to say what we're grateful for. Oh, you know, Maybe it's our children, maybe it's this challenge, at, at these annoying people at work, whatever it could be, but to pray nightly in gratitude, uh, it just gives us peace at the end of the day, and everything goes into perspective.
1: Mm, well, that's a beautiful witness. Thank you for sharing that. I'm I mean, clearly, the, the, the family is the domestic church, and, and you and your husband are a beautiful witness to that, and I think those are marvelous examples. I've never thought about taking my rosary and, and each be, you know, actually naming something or someone that I'm thankful for. I, I think that's, that's a fantastic uh, prayer, because that's essentially what that is. And uh, what that's allowed in you, again, is a deeper understanding and a deeper appreciation and the Lord has given you this platform to share those things. And we'll, we, we never know. You'll just never, ever know, you know the good that you do, giving the Lord the glory and the credit because it's all for him. But it impacts people's lives, people that are listening right now or someone who might listen a week from now or a month from now or whenever it is they listen, if they, if they listen to podcasts. And that's the witness that we bear in gratitude for the gifts that God has given us, uh, the struggles that the Lord has given us you know, that brings, you saying that brings to mind, you know, again, I've mentioned the passing of my father, but a question I'm asked a lot, and I'm sure you've been, we, we all get asked the question, how can the Lord allow this to happen? You know, something that we wouldn't be grateful for, maybe uh, the passing of someone, we, we, we lost a job, um, something bad happened, something awful happened to a family that we know. You know, in God's great providence, I mean, life unfolds, again, life is full of decisions, life is full of temptations, life are, is full of the the consequences of decisions that, that other people make that impact our lives. That's where our faith is not necessarily put to the test, but where it comes to life, where we have to trust the Lord and that the Lord gives, he's not going to give us more than we can handle. There's going to be people celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow that are going to be missing someone, uh, there people that couldn't make it, maybe loved ones that are serving you know, in, in the military, loved ones that are ill, loved ones that have passed. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that in God's great mercy, he knows what's best for us And we have to trust him. And as hard as it is, even give gratitude when things are not going our way and we're looking at something that makes no sense to us whatsoever and ask, Lord, how do you want to use me in this situation? I say that a lot because I get faced with things. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but the Lord will let me know and the Lord will lead us and guide us. And it may be the exact opposite of what I was thinking, but that's where, again, having gratitude and thankfulness and just growing in those gifts of the Holy Spirit through the prayers that you've mentioned, you know, through the faithfulness of doing that with your husband, through the faithfulness of facing situations and using the Lord to get through them all, that's where the Lord's grace and his blessings come, and, and his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and life is so much better because of it, that's for sure.
0: And you know, you reminded me of something important of being gra- grateful, even for those who can't be with us. So it's so hard, you know. I think for anyone deciding, okay, who are you going to spend this holiday with? You know, where are you sure. going to be? Of uh, those things are so hard, and it can be f- so frustrating um, to be, you know, bitter that you know, so and so isn't here. They chose this other person, or even thinking, you know, my brother-in-law serves in the military and you know my sister's been living far away from family for a few years now and being grateful rather than being fresher being grateful for that service and the sacrifice that that family's making um or even that we have that family I, I think that's such an important reminder when you know feelings can very easily be hurt by decisions made about family plans at the holidays
1: of course of course i think we've all lived through that right um our our families, uh, my wife and I, I mean, we we both uh, essentially we, you know, grew up here in Virginia, and her family was here, and at a point my family was here, and there there was always that conversation, you know. And her family's been here literally since the founding of the state, so there's you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they're everywhere. Who you know, who are we going to see? And we tried, especially when the kids were little, every Christmas, every Christmas, you know, we'd begin that that day with Mass, and then it was it was it was a lot of work because we really, you know, the kids really didn't open gifts. We didn't do a lot of that stuff initially, and they weren't necessarily happy about it. But we found ourselves traveling to my parents, to her parents, to her mm-hmm. great-grandmother while she was alive, or to her, 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 aunt, her aunts, to uh, a family that helped, you know, in raising me that, that was still here in Virginia at the time when I was younger. And so we would, you know, and I would tell her all the time, I know we don't want to do it, but it means a lot to them. You know, it means mm-hmm. a lot to them and as the kid gets, got a little older that got paired back and back and back and back because you know when you your kids outnumber the seats in your car it becomes a problem but <laughs> <laughs> so but you know, that's again appreciating and giving time right time is the greatest gift we have yes. and spending it with family because again as you said you, you don't know that you're gonna have them and we gotta as you get older you begin to understand it we got to appreciate the moments because those are those are the real gifts that that's what we're yes. grateful for those moments with loved ones that's it's not the stuff we give each other. It's not the it's not any of that. It's just the time, right? The time that we have with our loved ones is is invaluable. that's, that's a gift. We just have to appreciate it and love it.
0: That's Hugh Brown, the Executive Vice President of American Life League, always coming with incredible wisdom, thoughts, and perspective as a husband, a father, and a Catholic here on Trending. You can find him and his incredible pro-life, pro-family work at all.org. That's all.org. Thank you so much for joining us today, Hugh. I'll be right back oh, here on Trending pleasure. to talk about Advent kicking off this Sunday, the 27th, and what the Jesse Tree is and some fun devotionals and a giveaway I'm doing right now uh, going into the Advent season. So I'll be right back here on Trending. The Catholic Order of Foresters, the sponsor of our studio line, is hiring today. Several positions are available throughout the US. Visit relevantradio.com/foresters to learn more about how you can find your vocation with COF. An Illinois life insurance society, not licensed in all states. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Did you catch yesterday's episode of Trending? Okay, so Lori emailed. She was listening to say thank you. Very timely. With Thanksgiving around the corner. And she was was emailing regarding Sarah's powerful testimony that was shared yesterday on Trending about her baby girl's life as she was diagnosed with trisomy while in the womb and doctors encouraged to abort her. It is an incredible incredible story powerful powerful story of a mother fighting for her baby's life you need to catch it so go listen to the episode i'll include a link in the episode notes as well as on social media if you haven't listened yet okay it's that time the 27th of november we go into this advent season and i am so excited i've said it many times before you should know this by now that advent is my absolute favorite liturgical season and i I'm putting together an Advent recommendation list, so stay tuned. I'll be posting that later on in the week. Uh, But Advent uh, is... Okay, Jim's making fun of me because I keep saying it's my favorite. It really is, though. Um, So how do we kind of reconcile and put Advent into this context of the liturgical year? So we have this theme during Advent in many ways uh, to prepare the way of the Lord. We have um, the candles on the Advent wreath, which, by the way, huge recommendation. Order your Advent wreath if you haven't already. Catholiccompany.com is a great place to do that. Um, and you can get stuff on Amazon, too, but I love Catholic Company. And you get great points for uh, the more you buy there, and they have well-priced items. Um, but we have this theme in a kind of a... a many people to journey with us during advent one being john the baptist and another being our lady we'll talk about them but why john the baptist because john the baptist was technically the last prophet of the old testament preparing the way of the lord Uh, john the baptist went out into the desert to begin his mission jesus christ goes into the desert uh, for 40 days with no food and water to prepare his mission. And so how do we prepare ourselves during the Advent season uh, for the coming of Christ? Well, there's a multi-fold coming of Christ at Christmas. We're preparing for his coming, that celebration of the Christmas season, um, and what marks that with the birth of Christ and what we're celebrating. Uh, we're also preparing ourselves for Christ's second coming that very well could happen in our lifetime we should be preparing ourselves for our particular judgment so at the time of death when we then meet jesus christ and receive our judgment um, are we prepared for that where will we go heaven hell purgatory and then i also like to add in the coming of christ in the eucharist that we are preparing ourselves Always to receive our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. This is what Christmas is all about. Bethlehem, if you interpret the words, literally means house of bread. Jesus Christ is giving himself to us. So in this Advent season, there's a reason that the purple is actually what we see in terms of the decoration and the minimalism in our churches. Because purple is a representation for the liturgical season, Pointing to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving in preparation for Christ's coming at Christmas. Really focusing on that penance side of things during the liturgical season. So purple symbolizes penance, preparation, and sacrifice. So I really want to encourage you to work before Advent starts. To sit down over the next couple of days and ask yourself, how am I going to work on incorporating penance, preparation, and sacrifice in my day-to-day? Maybe you make the sacrifice of going to Mass each day during Advent or making a different sacrifice such as fasting from 4 o'clock on or maybe breakfast first. I always say you need to know yourself with regard to fasting. I do better if I fast during the latter half of the day rather than the first half of the day. It's also just better for your digestion. Uh, And penance as well. Making sure, one, that you go to confession. There's a reason why our church has the penance services. The penance services are great. The long lines can be a little rough. So you can also go during the usual times for confession scheduled or even schedule a confession if you have to uh, with your parish priest. Um, So sit down over the next a few days ahead of Advent kicking off, and even if you find yourself a little ways into Advent, uh, don't give up. Still make the effort to do things. I like to ask questions such as, how will I attach myself to God and to divine things? Uh, making time and space for Him to enter into that penance, preparation, and sacrifice. It could be uh, daily Mass. It could be reading the daily readings. It could be taking up a devotional. Um, I have a recommendation for a devotional in a moment. It could be prayer, specific type of prayer, such as the rosary our lady is an incredible companion during advent i know she's particularly special to me along with saint joseph uh, because this is my second baby i'm having in the advent season this girl is in trouble if she waits until the christmas season i'm just telling you i am having an advent baby okay Um, I, i just cannot wait that long I'm due the 20th of December, my first daughter's birthday. Uh, Really funny. I'm grateful for our St. Joseph babies. You do the math. Uh, But again, confession is another way of how we are going to attach ourselves to God. I also like to focus on, so one is how will I attach myself to God this Advent season? But the other part is how will I detach myself from those disordered things in my life? Uh, Maybe it's materialism. Maybe it's, your job. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's just caring too much about the world and pop culture and influencers and social media. Maybe it's politics or maybe it's even certain people that you have disordered attachments and affections for others. So I think these are all really good things to do. Remembering one, the purple in the Advent season symbolizes penance, preparation, sacrifice. So try to do each of those things each day, and then really work on how you'll attach yourself to God and detach from those disordered things in your life. This should be your goal this Advent, to create and renew a foundation. Don't wait for Lent. Advent is a liturgical season to do this as well. We're forming the contemplative spirit that is so important that we have to be in the presence of Christ all the time. God is omnipresent. That means he's always present to us, but are we being present to him who is there with us? It's so important. I want to talk about the Jesse tree uh, for just a moment because I think this is a great Advent devotional. I mentioned the Advent wreath. That's fantastic. I talked the other day here on Trending because I've been talking about preparing for Advent, about picking up uh, some Advent uh, readings. St. Alphonsus Liguori are some of my favorites. I'll include that in the episode notes for today's show. So just find that wherever you catch your podcast for this episode, irrelevantradio.com forward slash trending. And on that list is actually a new book that I discovered I really like. a am excited because it's something i'm going to do with my family it's the jesse tree and advent devotion by eric and suzanne sammons and it's published by sophia press institute i'll post like on social media but i'm also giving away a copy of this so if you don't win the copy i'll be announcing the winner uh, either thanksgiving night or friday so get your um apply or get get in on the giveaway you can find that on my instagram I shared how to apply. You have to follow Relevant Radio on Instagram, follow myself, and let people know why you love listening to Trending uh, to help spread the work. And who knows, you might get a free book for Advent out of it. But the Jesse Treen Advent Devotion, I really love because it's something that you can do whether you're single, uh, you're married, you want to do it with a family, you can do it with your littles. It doesn't take a lot of time. And ladies, a part of it that I love is that it can actually incorporate uh, Christmas ornaments into it. Uh, You may have heard of the tradition of the Jesse tree, which could be a separate little tree leading up to Christmas or these ornaments can go on your actual Christmas tree in some ways very similar to the advent calendar where you put one ornament or one chocolate out at a time each day but the Jesse tree is really marking this the story and the significant people and things that happen in salvation history in the Old Testament leading up to our Lord Jesus Christ and so using symbols such as an apple for Adam and Eve and creation and the fall, or even a globe, a world. Um these symbols can be used and placed as ornaments on our tree. Now there are plenty of ornaments you can get like cut out printables um, that can be fun and easy with kids uh, to make these and put them on a tree. Or you can also uh, make them, draw them yourselves, or you can buy really beautiful ornaments that fit into these categories for uh, the Jesse tree. Now in this book, the Jesse tree Advent devotion, they actually have the symbols laid out for you based on the daily meditations. I also have liked to Kind of when I'm shopping for Christmas ornaments to find ornaments I like that would match uh, the stories of salvation history. So I found a really neat uh, hand because I need ornaments for my tree. A uh, hand, blow, um, it's a handmade uh, glass blown uh, little blue whale, you know, to represent Jonah and the whale in that story, and I that's something I'm saving to share with you know my daughters uh, as they are a little more able to grasp that. There's also a really great um, recommendation I have for an Advent calendar that came out. I think it's Ignatius Press. I'll add it in the um, Advent recommendation list that will be coming out over the next coming days. Uh, And it chronicles this story of Cabrillo the sheep. And the sheep actually... Uh, is witnessing and following the journey of our lady the blessed virgin mother and saint joseph as they make their journey to bethlehem and for the birth of christ and so it's a really sweet little book along with an advent calendar uh, along the way that kids can really enjoy and hey what adult doesn't enjoy an advent calendar i remember as kids we used to fight over who would get to you know participate in picking the ornament or or the candy for the advent calendar but you know us adults like turns to we love these things as well so fill your home with the symbols and the signs this advent season preparing the way of the lord preparing our hearts for christ's coming at christmas and don't forget to go and participate in the giveaway for the jesse tree an advent devotion book that's on my instagram follow me at tim t-i-m-m-e-r-i-e to get on on that giveaway this week